Welcome to Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry with Dr. Tanya DeSanto. Each week, Dr. DeSanto gives you advice and information on whether cosmetic dentistry is right for you and on the latest techniques to enhance your smile. Call in with your questions now at 629-7970-927-WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. We are back of the Prairie Dental Group on a beautiful day. We have the kids back in school. We have... All the great stuff uh, slowly rolling into fall because right now it's cool when we get up in the morning and come into work and it's it's just a it's beautiful here. It, it doesn't that feel so amazing to wake up and to, also to have the evenings cool. Yes, you know, like we've been sitting out on our back deck and it's just like it makes the day so much better when that's how it ends compared you know? to when you'd walk out of the office and it felt like you're walking into a hairdryer. Oh. My sunglasses kept fogging up every yeah. time I'd walk outside. Same. Yeah. I know. It was just horrible. I mean, we've had some really, really tough weeks this past summer. So I think everybody's just kind of collectively like, oh, this is so much better. We just, yeah, with that, the hot weather, we, you just couldn't get cool. Even if you came and it took no. forever to, to cool off. Now it's just, yeah. you just feel happy everywhere you go. You do. And I tell you what, I think the patients are happier too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> those weeks when it was 120, which I felt the same way when I was um, one of those really tough days that it was, you know, heat index of 120 or whatever they were. Um, I got done working at, at like two so that I could get my son from the bus stop that day. And so I pick him up and we're just going to run some errands. And we, we almost couldn't even do that. Like oh, we yeah. were both cranky and irritable. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just, we're just so hot. We can't like cool off because the car was hot and you know, so I get it. I get it. But, um, I do feel like now that it's quite nice out, everybody's just in a little better mood. We can just stay that way and then roll into fall. And then of course we've been complaining about how it's too cold. I know. I so know. We're in that balance of nice. right? Exactly. Now. We'll all like soak into this a little bit. It's wonderful. But we thought we would, um, you know, this is this is a dental-related topic, but it's not so much, you know, when you think about the dental office, you're thinking about how are we most taking care of our teeth, and your first three answers are going to be, you know, brushing, flossing, maybe mouthwash. You know, we're talking about those kinds of things. But, um, you know, it's, it's such an important topic to talk about because as much as we can kind of harp on our patients to really, really do those habits as they are so important. I'm not discounting that, but we'll have patients that are religious with those items and still have decay. Um, And then we'll also have patients that are maybe not so great with their habits you know they'll come in for their cleanings and they are really ready you know they've got a lot of buildup, but no decay and I think a lot of times what something we're going to start talking to our patients more about is the actual diet you know it's so much more than just um you know of course we talk about sugar mm-hmm. you know everybody knows how how detrimental that can be to our enamel but um, it's it's more than it's the whole diet. So we thought we'd maybe spend a little bit of time to kind of talk about, um, you know, we're hearing more about nutritionists talk about like ancient versus modern diets. So since as, you know, beginning of, of history, as long as we can kind of remember, um, everybody 
obviously had just so much more of a simple diet. You know, it would, an ancient diet would be, you know, meat, fish, seafood, fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, and then eventually like oils and butters. So nowhere in that are you getting anything of sugar or processed. No, yeah, no processing, no exactly. additives, the stuff that you can't pronounce on the back of a label. Exactly. Like, who knows what's in this right. food? You know, I don't know. It comes in a wrapper and, you know, it would literally survive on this table for 45 years probably. I need, I need a chemistry <laughs> degree to figure this stuff out. Exactly. Um, so, you know, of course, you can kind of combat that with thinking of like, well, ancient people didn't have good teeth though, but obviously there was no fluoride in their water. There was no, um, you know, our, our, we have dramatically better dental health these days as far sure. as comparing to that. But the diet, um, you know, we can still see a lot of completely disease free teeth um, when you're kind of going back and suing kind of preserved uh, teeth from way back when. Um, and it's just, one generation of being introduced into like a starchy, lots of breads, like we said, processed diet. Um, we'll start seeing children in those cultures getting orthodontic problems and then, of course, a major increase in cavities. So um, I feel like a lot of times what's missing in, in the modern diet, um, you know, it's not just the sugar and the bread and the processed food isn't isn't the only difference. Um, a lot of times it's actually uh, different vitamins and nutrients that we're not getting that can kind of create a better, stronger enamel. Um, I saw another thing that they discussed in this study was that it's the texture of foods as well has changed. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, we've got all this super gummy stuff mm -hmm. now. And I mean, I tell you what, I'm guilty of it too. Could I give my kid probably a, a liquid vitamin? Yeah, probably. But what kind of vitamin do my kids have? Gummy. Right. Gummy vitamins. Mm -hmm. Worst possible thing I could give them, you know, but I'm like, well, you know, at least they're getting their probiotics, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's so hard. It's us too. We're fighting this same fight right there with you, you know. So that's what we're, we're, we're definitely not criticizing everybody that you know it's it's the lunch hour you know the line at chick-fil-a is through the roof you know everybody i get it we we do it too sometimes you just gotta you can't always have what's healthiest but it's just kind of um interesting the the more you know the more you're gonna kind of try to reach for those healthier options so spending a lot and if you could do some some self-preparing i'm trying to get more into preparing lunches to bring into work compared to going out all the time because one it saves a lot of money but two i know what i'm putting into whatever i'm making yes. within reason compared to what i'm getting yeah. from from fast food and i tell you what everyone here you know there's a, a course in a in a given week you might see um some of the team members run out but everybody brings their lunch here and I think you're right. I think that that is a really, really easy way to control at least that meal, you know, at least your lunchtime meal. Because if you're gonna, if you're gonna leave, let's face it, it's not gonna be good. You know, it's probably not gonna be There's good. There's a few options. Uh, yes. Like we, we were, uh, uh, Dr. Long and I were talking bef before the show started. Some, some good place, some yeah. of the bowl places like Core Life and things like Love that. Love Core Life. Much, yeah. much better options, but, 
there's not as many. It's much easier to go to, yep, I can order on this app, and there's a cheeseburger and fries, and yep, Easy. it's and all so, out the window. And sometimes you don't have a lot of time. You know, also, like, healthy foods do take longer to eat a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you were talking about, about consistency. Yeah. You know, if you're going to have a big green salad with nuts and, you know, maybe like an oil and vinegar dressing and fish in it, it's going to take you a while to eat that just because it's it's the nature. You can you can have a, a piece of pizza in seconds if you have to. You know, so you've got to find the time and, you know, kind of creating, like you were saying, Doc, to kind of have the plan is is just a great way to kind of just stay on top of it as best you can. We all mess up. You know, we all do that. But as long as it's not the routine, um, we can really see some some positive changes obviously in our whole selves but also in our oral health which is what we're kind of targeting today um go ahead dr long i feel like we can't talk about teeth without talking about saliva we've talked about it a few times before but as you were talking dr camiller getting yeah i really do all the acid i was said all the acid and sugar after i did the main i feel like i need to go your teeth to down with water yeah those nutrients to your teeth you can brush your teeth all you want, but if your saliva isn't in a healthy baseline, then you're it's kind of an uphill battle. Really getting those nutrients in, getting those vitamins and everything to your teeth, that's a good way to help prevent cavities. Even if you're doing everything prevention, the flossing, the brushing, saliva is one of the main variables I feel like you compare two people with the same routine, but if saliva is the difference between them, one has a drier mouth versus one that's getting their vitamins and nutrients, um, you can definitely tell the prevention of the cavities between the two has changed. And we see that. We see that in their cleanings. You know, we can tell if somebody has um, real kind of like, I know it might be people's time of eating right now but if you've got more ropey saliva or a lot of saliva which is what we love or really dry like almost our instruments almost kind of stick to the cheek a little bit you know it's can be it's a really interesting thing that we can pick up pretty quickly when we're seeing our patients so we we talk about saliva a lot and it's it's one of those things that there are some alternatives of course, medi- medications have a huge impact on on the amount of saliva we have. But the actual makeup of the saliva is very much determined, like Dr. Long was saying, by our diets. And there's no way of like really telling somebody to brush more or brush less to make a change in the saliva. It doesn't. It, that's not really going to do it. So we have to kind of talk about other ways to kind of create a better... Um, environment with the saliva. Um, and so in like Dr. Lung was saying, it, it's just so vital in keeping those teeth clean and then starting the digestive process actually starts in your mouth with certain enzymes within our saliva. So if you have low saliva, you may also be having digestive issues. You know, you may have, um, you know, more reflux or dealing with other GI issues because of, of actually the saliva. So before you, you know, hop on the medication, perhaps there's other ways to kind of deal with that issue. Um, and we'd be happy to talk to you about that when you're in for your, for your checkups. Um, so then comes the question is we've been talking a lot about 
how the diet has such an important role. So should our patients still be brushing their teeth? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about all these other things that have such an important um, impact on, on decay. But of course, your dental office is still going to recommend brushing your teeth. Yes, 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 yes. At least twice a day. Brushing is going to kind of disorganize that bacteria that's on the surface of the teeth, meaning that it's going to be less likely to congregate um, and create those acid attacks that's going to kind of eat away at the tooth. Um, So absolutely, you got to brush. And, you know, really even just the mechanical action of it all. If you if you just have a toothbrush and you don't even have the toothpaste, that's helpful. You know, that's what we say for like uh, little kids just to kind of get like babies going and everything like that. If you're just kind of even just going across the teeth with a, with a dry toothbrush or moistened, you know, but not with toothpaste per se, um, it's still incredibly helpful and creates good routine for the children. There's a new word I've heard and I really like to talk about it with especially the teenagers they get this as we were saying if you the plaque if you're not disrupting it with brushing it's almost like the plaque is having an acid attack on your teeth the bacteria in the plaque causes acid to build up and that acid is what causes your teeth to start to break down so if you're telling them if you're not getting this off you're having an acid attack. That sounds intimidating. Yeah, let's, let's I'll definitely get, a, limit get them that interested sure. there. <laughs> I had a patient this morning, and um, hello, everybody. I slid hello, right Dr. in. Um, I had a patient um, this morning who doesn't gen- generally. She does not have decay through you know cavities throughout her mouth on back teeth. Um, her situation is more you know, right up front where she has a lot of crowding and rotation. So the teeth are not, um, aligned, you know, just right and and straight. So with overlap and crowding, it's even more so trapping plaque and debris, which has caused pretty large cavities across the front. Um, even if our diet is good, um, it's that trapping in between that those crowded areas. So I don't know if you guys touched base on that before, but the, the, those are also areas that are um, just more prone to, to getting uh, decay, um, even if we have a good diet. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, the bottom line is, you know, ideally good oral hygiene and, you know, a tooth friendly diet go go hand in hand so you can kind of be brushing your teeth can kind of fill in some of the gaps created by a less than great diet but you know like I was kind of saying we've got patients that have really not great oral health um, and never had a cavity in their in their life and it could be you know that saliva and the diet so it's it's totally the combination um, of just kind of keeping track of of the whole picture that they go. And, and if you've hand. got a good diet, it's going to help your entire body, not just Absolutely. your mouth. So, so it, it's the whole picture. Your regular doctor will love it as well. We'll take a quick break. Come right back. Back to Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry with Dr. Tanya DeSato, 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. So we touched on the the food side of things and making sure you're eating a little bit better. The other thing that is uh, you, j- you just stop because it's terrible for your mouth is smoking. Yeah, thank you, Doc. Yeah, so we figured these are kind of like two 
topics that, um, of course, your your dentist is going to want you to have good diet, but those were some of the kind of the whys. We thought we would do the same thing with um, smoking cessation. Like, what is it about smoking that is so terrible for, for our oral health specifically? Um, and this got brought up because we've got a patient who we're working with, um, smoking cessation with, and he's on Chantix. And actually, believe it or not, he did one of those hypnosis things, and it's working really well for him. But it's it takes a community all around him to kind of help um, this going in the positive direction that it's going. So we thought if we talked about kind of the some of the effects of, of smoking on our oral health um you know, it just kind of hammers home on why the cessation is so important. And, you know, the number one thing is that this huge increased risk of oral cancer that that we're seeing in our patients, you know, there's over 70,000 chemicals that make up tobacco smoke. Um, And 7,000 of those are carcinogens. Like that statement alone is is just insane to even read. But um, the the data is that seventy five to ninety percent of people who have been diagnosed with oral cancer have been tobacco users. So it's really, um, you've got about a twenty eight times risk of developing oral cancer for in people that are smokers. So. It's it's really really the, that's the main thing that we want to kind of hammer home. Um, oral cancer is a is is tough because of um, sometimes when it's finally present, it it can be a little bit of a bigger deal. We've seen patients lose part of their tongue. We've seen patients lose part of their lip. Sometimes part of their mandible, which is the jawbone. Um, it can be pretty nasty. And so every patient that comes in our chair, we're doing an oral cancer screening on. We're always looking. Everybody is saying, what are you doing with my tongue? Why are you pulling my tongue? You know, we're, we're looking. We, we look every time a patient is here for, for anything routine because we're just looking for something out of the ordinary. So we want to try to catch it as early as possible. We've got a phenomenal team of oral surgeons. Should we find something a little unusual, we can take a picture, we can send it to the oral surgeons and they will get those patients in quickly. These are not, these people might say like, well, I know when I needed to go to the oral surgeon to, you know, get a bone graft I didn't get in for six months. That's not going to happen with this. Yeah, these, these are, are things expedited. you don't wait on. We do not wait on these. We take these things very seriously um, because, yeah, time is of the essence. So, um, obviously, the increased risk of oral cancer is just so, such a huge part of it. And like I said, we're doing everything we can to kind of look out for that. But we always do ask our patients, you know, there's six months in between some of your cleaning visits. If you notice something different if you notice something that you don't remember or whatever, take a picture, call us, get in, let's let's take a look at it and see if it's something that we need to um, follow up about. Dr. Knaylor, I recently had a patient who, you know, and we see little spots and bumps pretty often. And recently there was a patient who we were really concerned about this area, got him over to oral surgery right away. Um, the guys over there were wonderful, biopsied it. And the best part was we, uh, it, it was malignant. It was fine. Um, but benign. E- 
it was benign. Or, sorry, it was benign. It was not. I meant it yeah. was not malignant. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so, and patient was just super relieved, and she was so happy at how quick the process was. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't like, oh, it wasn't anything. I shouldn't have worried about it. It's knowing at the end of the day that that area is okay. It was, you know. That's perfect. Just talking about working with our oral surgeons, another one of our specialists we work in town with is our periodontist. Periodontist, thank you. I always stumble on that word. I don't know why. As a dentist, I will never get over that word. (laughs) But a lot of our patients that are tobacco users, again, we see that their gums are very inflamed. And long-term chronic inflammation can lead to gum disease. And with that, gum disease over time can cause some bone recession. And when your gum and bones aren't as supportive as you'd like, you start having, even if you have no cavities, you can start having little support for your teeth. So with that, we get our specialists involved sometimes with different treatment as we're trying to prevent any more inflammation from causing damage to the support of your teeth. Even no cavities, teeth are strong, but if the support isn't there for them, then you can start having issues with your teeth as well. And you might notice sometimes at your cleanings, you might notice the hygienist and the dentist, they, we call it numbers three, two, three, one, two, three. What we're doing is we're taking little measurements of the supporting structures, okay? And there's certain numbers and measurements that are within a normal range, but sometimes we we start having larger measurements that shows that there's not as much support for your teeth. So sometimes in those cases, we will work with our specialists um, and get you treated to just make it continue to not have any further damage or inflammation around your gums and bone. Some other things that... Um, or put us more at risk, uh, if, you know, for smoking, um, tooth decay and cavities, not just diet or not brushing well or often enough, um, but even smoking can contribute to tooth decay and cavities and other things that people don't love side effect wise with smoking tooth discoloration and, you know, yellowing or staining of the teeth is really common and not to mention bad breath. So those are, those are things that, um, you know, smoking has so many side effects that unhappy side effects that, um, that we can really avoid by cutting the habit out. There's yeah. no positives to smoking. No. <laughs> Nothing. No. And it's not, you know, it's, it's now you have to leave so far away from restaurants and bars. You know, it used to be such a social thing. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, okay, you got to go all the way across the street to have it. So there's so many reasons, obviously, but the bottom line is that we are here to help you. You know, we want to, we want to encourage you. Talk to us if you're considering smoking cessation. You know, we can kind of, um, you know, help be part of the team of encouragement for you because we are so proud of our pe- of our patients that have have quit, and we know that that's not an easy task. But like I said, you get the community around you will help you and talk to your doctor. There's, um, you know, pharmaceutical ways to kind of help, and um, there's a team that can be behind you. So we're all in favor. We're all here to support you. And again, always part of the team, Dr. Canadler, Dr. Long, Dr. Osher. Thank you for another show in the books. We'll see you guys back next time. Thank you. Thank you.